Okay, 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 okay. Welcome back to another wonderful day of 7th grade ELA. And we're coming to you live or pre-recorded from a classroom in Fulcher, Texas. I'm your teacher, Mr. Stubblefield, and this is our podcast experiment. Now, my students have come together to conduct a book club, and this podcast is a combination of their work. So for privacy purposes, the students won't be using their names. They're going to use titles instead. So that we make sure that uh, all of our babies are protected. So what you want to do right now is just kick back, relax, and let's get our book club on. Okay, students, uh, teachers, uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast, welcome back to another episode of the book club podcast on today's episode guys we are talking about craft moves we've come to the end of the story um hello universe by aaron strada kelly and when we got here we wanted to look back over all of the fantastic things that she's done as far as author's craft um what we have here is our students discussing different craft moves that they have found and what they thought about it. Why do they think that she may have used those particular craft moves in the story? Today, we're going to start off with Booklastic Book Club. Okay, Booklastic Book Club, you guys have the floor. Today, we identified at least five craft moves used in the story Hello Universe by Erin Estrada Kelly. I will start. Today, um, I found uh, repetition used whenever um, Bert, it said that Virgil keeps like thinking that he's like one big kind of failure. I think maybe the author did this to show that um, maybe uh, uh, Virgil will, might like, like, I guess, think about himself differently in the book later in the book. Then I found imagery when Virgil describes the well. I think the author did this to help the reader to understand what, like, what Virgil sees and thinks about it. Then I found um, voice for uh, Valencia by like telling the reader um, like, like she can't re really pronounce her words correctly. I think maybe the author did this to so, so um, the, the reader understands that um, this is like one of the effects of uh, her hearing loss. Then I found foreshadowing her whenever um, Virgil is in the well, he is told like he is told that he should be more like, I guess, courageous. And, and this is saying that maybe later on in the book that um, Chet, like he may uh, stand up to Chet. Then I found uh, uh, that um, Chet, it says that Chet is afraid of like big dogs when he's hunting for the snake. So then um, that, that's foreshad foreshadowing that um, later on he would come face to, um, he would face uh, a dog like sacred. What do you think, uh, Luther and Time? For my, for my five craft moves that I found, I found imagery 
When Lola saw Virgil walking towards the house on page 158, the author described the way he looked after he came out of the well as him wearing rumpled clothes, unkept hair, the sheen, sweat, and fatigue, his puffy eyes and the dirt and rust on his hands from the ladder. I think the author um, included this craft move to show how Virgil looked when he came out of the well and like what he experienced in the well. Another craft move that I identified was characterization when Virgil was shy in the beginning to standing up to his bully and his friends. Uh, the third character the third craft move I found was Valencia seeing the well door open and the rock sitting by the well and having a bad feeling about it. I think this is foreshadowing because close to the end of the book she starts to she remembers that the well was open and that helps save Virgil. Um, and then another one I found was when Virgil texted Valencia hello at the end of the book. That was the cliffhanger. The, I think the author did this to maybe make the reader think that there would be a, a new spark of a friendship. And the last one I found was on page 126 in the book. It says, the tears pushed up pushed up from somewhere deep into his belly, then shifted into his throat, and then dribbled out like water from a leaky faucet. That was a simile, and it was to really describe his tears and how he felt. But what do you think, Captain Connections? Um, the craft moves I identified in Hello Universe were uh, when Virgil says, as they walk away, the girl looks at me like I'm a zoo exhibit which is a simile because it you, it compares to things using like another craft move, craft move i found is with the expectation of virgil that's how the selena's family was big personalities that bubbled over like pots of soup because it's comparing it's comparing something using like another craft move i found was the sound of the of the sound of ruffled feathers managed to soar to soar above everything the the thumping the thump the thumping of his heart is an onomatopoeia because it like says how it sounds Another crab move I found was uh, hyperbole. Hyperbole. Yeah, hyperbole. When Sacred says, uh, calls Virgil, calls, says, Virgil Salinas, I know when people are lying to me and you are officially the worst liar in the universe because the universe itself is trying to intervene on your behalf because... I feel like he's exaggerating that he's like the worst liar in the universe. <laughs> and for my last question, I found imagery when Virgil sa says, "Okay, let's say you're running for a, running a race. It's a really long race too, and you sign up because you think you can do it. You." practice running for months and maybe even years because it kind of gives me like an image in my head like of what he's trying to talk about what do you think captain um assuming i found was i got eaten like the 
like Stone Boy. They added this to show how Virgil was scared. I also found a hyperbole. It was he would die in less than five minutes. The author added this to show how Chet thought the situation was hopeless. And I found an onomatopoeia. It was Virgil's heart to get one heart dumb. It it shows that Virgil is nervous that Bull will come up to him and bully him. I found a hyperbole when the story said Mal Malaya wasn't afraid of anything. I think the author added this to show how Virgil wanted to be how Virgil didn't want to be afraid of anything either, and that's why he admired Malaya. Um, one? An onomatopoeia I found was rattle, 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 and the author added this to try and like, make it so you can understand what Virgil is hearing. Um, okay, so in closing, does anyone have anything you would like to add? Okay, so that's our show. Good um, job. Yeah. <laughs> good job, good job. Thank you. Okay, continuing with our episode on craft moons, we have a group who doesn't have uh, half of their members, but the other half are here and ready to go to tell us about the craft moves they identified in the story Hello Universe. Look it, you have the floor. After finishing the book, um, Hello Universe by Heron, by Heron Entrada Kelly. Um, uh, uh, yeah. And, Aaron, Aaron. That's why I look like that. Aaron. Uh-huh. That. Um, we identified... <laughs> okay. We identified... <laughs> We identified five craft moves. I'll begin this conversation. <laughs> I identified imagery. I identified that the author uses imagery um, by explaining the setting of the woods Valencia, Corey, Jen, Chet, and Virgil were in, and how the um, author also explains what the ver what the well Virgil is in looks like and how it affects him. I think the author uses craft moves to give the reader an image of the situation and surroundings. I also identified um, that the author uses repetition by repeating the fact that Chet bullies Virgil and calls him um, retardo and calls him weird names. The author does this to accentuate that Virgil is bothered by this and to better show his character development um, of Virgil towards Chet at the end of the book. Um, the author is also uses foreshadowing when Jen brings her robe uh, with her to go to the woods because um, she said that you never know when you might need a robe and they actually did need to use the robe at the end of the um, in the resolution. I think the author uses this craft to kind of give a hint to the reader um, to kind of pay attention to small details. I also identified a simile in page 156. Um, that the author uses this by stating that Virgil's head is pounding like it had its own heartbeat. And the author uses this to let the reader understand Virgil's physical feelings and how much his head hurts. And last but not least, I identified that the author uses hyperboles in page 135 by stating how dramatic Chet would be, would have been if the snake was actually poisonous and how he would have bragged about it and said that he almost died. 
Um, the author uses his craft to show to the reader what type of person Ket is. Captain Connection? Thank you. The five craft moves, moves I found in the story, the first one I found was simile. I found a simile when Virgil said his felt like, felt very heavy, like someone put a heavy brick on it. I also found repetition when Virgil repeatedly shouts hello while he in the well. I also found imagery when Valencia describes the church people who rang her doorbell. She describes the man had a salt and pepper mustache and the girl had freckles and they both had pamphlets under their arms. I also found another imagery when Virgil is describing how sacred looks on sacred looks. She describes him as looking mangy but had a big had a friendly look on his face. I also found personification when Virgil views the darkness in the well like it had teeth that snapped and clenched. So this is, that was all of them, right? That was the last of your observations? Yes. Okay. I finished. Thank you. Good job, guys. Okay, pulling up the rear is our last group talking about craft moves, the final four. Final floor? Four? I apologize. I don't know why I got tongue-tied. Final four, you have the floor. Okay, so today's topic was craft moves, and we all found five craft moves from the book Hell Universe by Aaron Trotta Kelly to share with you. I'll go first. So I found foreshadowing. And I found foreshadowing when Kyori and Virgil had a conversation about Valencia. Um, Virgil told Kyori that he felt that they were meant to be friends. Um, and I think the author did this to hint to the reader that Virgil would gain enough confidence to befriend Valencia. My second one was a simile, and I found a simile when Virgil called Chet a bull. His words were, the kid really was like a bull. I think the author did this to show Virgil's dislike for Chet, because usually when people think of bulls, they think of big animals that like to charge at things, not the most friendly creatures. Um, and then I found repetition, um, and I found repetition when Virgil was stuck in the well, and Ruby kept calling Virgil Bayani, which means hero. And I think the author did this to show that Virgil will be his own hero eventually, and that he will be able to get out of the mess he was in. Um, I found another simile, and it was when also when Virgil was stuck in the well, and it was when he was scared Paul was going to get him. He said, um, waiting to swoop down, circling like a vulture. And I think the author did this, put this in the book to show Virgil's fear. It was showing that Paul was the vulture, and Virgil was feeling like Paul's prey. And then my last one is another repetition, and it's the nickname Turtle. And I think this is important because Virgil doesn't like the name, so by the end of the book, when he was able to tell people to stop calling him that, it held a lot of significance. What did you find, Captain? The first craft move I found is personification. The author in Hello Universe gives a well personification by allowing it to talk to Virgo. I think the author did this to show how Virgo gained confidence to yell for help out of the well. The second craft move I found was foreshadowing. This is when Valencia is talking about how to avoid getting bit by a snake. This foreshadow how Chet did get bit by a snake. I think the author did this to show why it happened. The third craft move I found was imagery. This is when the author describes how Kyori's room looks like. 
I think Alfred did this so the reader could imagine how the chamber slash bedroom looked like. The fourth graphical background was a simile. This is when Valencia, Kari, and Jen find Chet with this snake bite. Chet describes the snake who bit him like a cobra. I think that they did this to help the reader under gain an understanding of Chet's personality and how he likes to lie and exaggerate. The fifth craft move I found is a hyperbole. This is when Chet says the snake who bit him was as big as a cobra. But if you go back a few chapters, Chet describes the snake as the width of a hose and not very long. I think the author did this to show how Chet likes to exaggerate things to make him look better than everyone else. What do you think, Warren Officer Wordsmith? Um, so the five craft moves I found was the first one, repetition. I'm getting up, I'm getting up. I think this the author used this to show that the character was getting annoyed and trying to get a point across. Page 26, I found Flames of Humiliation as a hyperbole, and the author used this to show how humiliated Virgo was. Page 28, five different sized stones is foreshadowing, because when these five different sized stones led Kyori, Janet, and Valencia later on to save Virgil from the well. Page 32, Valencia was staring off into the freezer like it was the door to Narnania. I put that as a simile because the simile was used in order to show how Valencia was staring at the freezer and it creates more imagery to the story. And lastly, page 44, which I found a hyperbole in it was, he wondered about this ones, he wondered about a zillionth time what Kyori planned to do with them. The author uses hyperbole to show how much the topic was on his mind. Okay, so there were all of our craft moves. Thank you for listening, and be sure to join us next time when we talk about alternative endings. Good job. Thank you so much. Oh, I can't. All right. Um, welcome back to our episode on craft moves. The next group that we have up, pretty funny group, uh, Squid. Squid, you guys have the floor. Thank you, man, Greg. Oh, Greg, you're right. Wait, me, Greg? My bad. Y'all <laughs> got me laughing. I, I'm losing track. Nah, I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, yes, that's right. Greg, you guys have the floor. Okay, so hello everyone. So um, we each gathered five craft moves from the book Hell Universe by Aaron and Trotter Kelly. So uh, I'll start this conversation. So uh, the author used onomatopoeia in the book Hell Universe when Virgil is stuck in the well. The thump, the thump of his heart and huff, huff, huff from his nostrils. She used this to show that Virgil was really alone and isolated to the point where he could hear, hear his own heartbeat. Uh, the author also used personification. The author personified the well, who would later be known as Ruby. She did this. To, I feel like she did this to give Virgil like a friend or something to talk about how he's feeling, so the reader gets a better idea about like what he's thinking, how he's feeling. And uh, the author also used repetition. Uh, when Virgil is crying to get out of the well, he he screams, "Hello, hello, help!" You know, all that stuff. And I feel like she did this to show how desperate Vir Virgil was to get out of the well. She. Uh, the author also used simile for when uh, Valencia went to go pet Spirit. She said, it's coarse and damp, like he's been rolling around in wet grass. The author used this simile to describe how Spirit's fur was and how it felt to give uh, the reader a better, uh, you know, like visualization. 
the author also used hyperbole in Hell's Universe when Kyori was telling Jen about constellations. She said, I've told you a million times, the dots and stars are the lines, are constellations. You can't, you know, you can't really tell someone, like, a million times. You know, it's a big exaggeration. So, uh, I think this was used to show the amount of times Kyori explained this to Jen. So, what do you think, Lieutenant Time? I really like your five craftsmans. Um, the craftsmans that I identified were one personification. Noel was speaking to Virgil. The author did it for his confidence. If Noel didn't talk him into being more confident, then he would not have stood up for himself. The next one that I identified was Hyperly. Chat over dramatically said he was going to die and was scared after getting bitten by a snake. It turns out it was not as bad as he made it out to be. Three, metaphor. On page 128, he said that Pa was waiting and circling like a vulture. The author did this to show that Virgil thought of Pa being the vulture looking down on his prey. <laughs> Foreshadowing? <laughs> Gen always brings her jump rope. <laughs> I'm sorry. And when asked about it, they say you never know when you might need to jump rope, indicating that later in the story they will use the jump rope, which they did to use it to save Buggle. And then my final one is simile. The pillow crumbled in the leaves like a deflated balloon. The author did this to show how the pillowcase is completely messed up after the whole audio. What do you what are your five craft moves, Captain? My first craft move I found was a simile. The author used the simile when she wrote that Valencia puts everything together like a puzzle using her eyes. I think the author used this craft move to show that being deaf doesn't mean that there are restrictions to doing certain things because the author is showing that there are other ways to hear. Um, another craft move the author used was a metaphor. The author used this craft move when the author said that Virgil's face was as ripened as a strawberry. I think the author put this in the story to show how embarrassed Virgil was. The third craft move I identified was a metaphor. In the text, Valencia was comparing Chet's snake bite to what it look, actually looked like and how bad she thought they would look like. I think the author used this, used this to show that Valencia knows a lot about animals. Um, the fourth craft move I found was a hyperbole. The author used this when Kyuri said that she could feel Jen's excitement bubbling under her palm. Um, the author used this to build up excitement for um, the readers about the next part of what was going to happen in the story. Um, my final craft move I found was another hyperbole. This was when the author wrote, it's not panic worthy, but that doesn't stop Jen from screaming at the top of her lungs. I think the author used this craft move to describe how loud she was screaming. What do you think, Word Off, Mr. Wordsmith? Hey, before we, before we go into uh, our next one, I, I'm, I'm going to have to stop because I've heard this a few times in uh, the discussions we're using um, similes and metaphors. Uh, these are um, craft moves. These are literary devices that authors use. Um, I have to point out to you guys, uh, when you are looking at a metaphor and a simile, 
they're both comparisons, okay? But there is a a difference between the two. And the, the easiest way to tell the difference between the two is the word like or the word as. Um, so when you are uh, doing a, a simile, it uses the word like or as. But the metaphor does not use the words like or as. It's still comparing. Both of them are still comparing. But to tell the difference between the two is those two words, like or as. That's the easiest way to help you guys to remember that. I say this because uh, in the examples that you gave, uh, all of them use like or as the comparison um, between your two things okay so keep that in mind when you guys are doing it now it's and and it's not a big deal trust me it's not a big deal at all because being able to identify uh comparisons is really what i want to hear that you're able to identify that because when you use that in your writing are you not going to say to yourself oh this is a simile this is a metaphor you're just going to write down a comparison uh, and and that's all we want you guys to do. But just to clarify for you guys, when you are looking at metaphors and similes, look for the word like or as, and that's going to let you know that it's a simile and not a metaphor. And metaphors uh, are comparisons as well as similes, okay? So next person. Is it uh, Lieutenant Tom? Is it Lieutenant Tom's turn? No. <laughs> Whose turn? Which which person's turn is it? It's mine. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I said that the author used personification when uh, they uh, they said that Virgil's voice startled him. I think the author used his craftsmanship move to show that Virgil doesn't speak out loud, so he gets scared of his own voice. I also got simile. Whenever they say, as they walk away, the girls turn and looks at me like I'm a zoo exhibit. The author used this to explain how Virgil feels whenever people look at him. Uh, the author also used hyperbole when, when, when they say that the boy got bit by a snake and his arm almost fell off and clearly it didn't fall off. He was just exaggerating. And the author used this to show that he thinks it's a big deal to get bitten by a snake even though it was really nothing. Uh, they also used metaphor when Valencia, when they said that Valencia and Virgil can both use their eyes and ears to hear. I think the author used this to show how they both have something in common. There. The author also used foreshadowing when it says that Virgil should be aware of the color on Chet's shirt when, and then he gets pushed by Chet when he is wearing that specific color. I think the author did this to show how you should always listen to what, to what people have to say. And this is all we have for today. Thank you so much. Good job, guys. Okay, now we are back. 
with our episode of Craft Moves from the story Hello Universe. Now we have the group Reading Empire. Reading Empire is going to come on and talk about Craft Moves. Okay, you guys have it. Yeah, um, so the first craft move is foreshadowing, where the author puts a small bit of information that kind, that kind of like hints to, that kind of hints towards the um what like a different part of the story will be. Um. So another craft move that authors use when they're talking about when they are talking about they're trying to create um, some type of emotion or feeling. What is that called? Uh, tone when the author um, kind of, when the author changes like. And it changes the dialogue. Okay. To make like the text in a different tone or mood, the author changes. Changes. Um, good. Good. Like, yeah. Good job. Can you think of any other craft moves that are made? So when a story is written and the author is deciding who's telling the story, what is that called? Um. Just think about the, the character that's telling the story. Um, point of view when the author changes the point of like the character that's telling the story. Right. Good job. Good job. Um. Do you, can you think of any literary devices that the author may use? Like if we were to take a uh, inanimate object, something that's not um, not living, 
and we gave it human characteristics, what would that be called? So in the last group, they talked about the whale was breathing. It felt like the whale itself was breathing. So what type of literary device is that? Do you know? Uh, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was like, um, If I said that the sun was smiling at me, what is that? Begins with a P. I, um, okay. Well, how about this? What if I said that my sergeant of recording is as smart as a whip. What is that? I'm comparing you to something and I'm using the word like or as. And what's the other, other one where I'm comparing things? Similes and the ones that begin with M? Um, yeah, there you go. All right, so all of these are different craft moves that can be made. So thank you for sharing uh, these different types of craft moves with us and what they do. Um, Lieutenant Time, what uh, craft moves did you identify from the story? One that I identified was personification, because in the story he mentioned about a ghost or like or like a character right from his grandma's story, which is fictional and not real. So he basically basically uh, imagining it as real, and he's basically just describe not describing, just talking to something that's not real, and that's what I think. That's personification. Because I think he's not talking, he's talking to something that's not real and the, it's talking back. So that, what I think that's personification because an inanimate thing or something inanimate, right? Talking mm -hmm. or doing an action that's alive. That's very interesting. Good job. What else do you find? That's what I, it, it's pretty hard to find most of them, but... I'm trying to identify more as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So let me see if I can find another one. Still looking. Okay. Oh yeah, one I found was imagery, because in the in the story, right, they did multiple times when uh, Virgil was trying to escape the well, they described like the footing of it, like where his foot was, the well's like like uh, 
it like deep how deep it not how deep it was like how what is it damp it was like how it's like dry or wet or like dry like pla and also i saw like a what is it called a simile or a metaphor and it said dry like a parched grass virgil opened his mouth dry like parched grass so that's either what is it called a simile or a metaphor I forgot which one it was i mean can you look up in your notes and tell yeah, me which is which so it was okay. a metaphor so go. i identified a metaphor because of the story virgil said the, the story said virgil opened his mouth dry like parched grass which is a metaphor and in the story there's also imagery since when he was in the well multiple time times when he was also trying to escape he described the story described like the area of where he foot is like the cracks between the stones or like the ledges on the stones stuff like that Let's see if i can find another advantage and virgil imagined a bright purple sky with blue clouds at any time it rained in bali the cloud cracked open fat drops of laughing gas fell down on everyone no one can stop laughing in bali they drank out of golden goblets and laughed and laughed that's imagery since it's describing a place and more so just a like multiple senses like he's describing the sky he's describing the place he's that's basically from what i think that's imagery okay all right cool captain connection do you have anything why is your captain connection not here today he's not here okay um so who do we have left? Um, our warrant officer wordsmith. You got anything? Uh, the first, the first craft we would have found was reputation when the author uses the word Panji, which means hero and virtual wants to be called that instead of turtle. The, the author repeats it throughout the story to get the reader to think that the word, the word is something he really wants to be called. The second one I found was like comparisons, a metaphor when Virgil like was being called turtle because he wouldn't come out of his shell like a turtle, meaning that he was shy. The author did this to help the reader understand why he was being called that by comparing something close to that. Another one I found was like the dialogue, the dialogue throughout the story. The author did this to give voices to the characters and to see who was talking. Another one I found was like setting of virtual going into the woods and getting stuck in the world trying to save his cave and the author used it to share the background of what's going on and taking place. Awesome. Good job. Alright, Sergeant Accord, you can wrap it up. Sergeant of Recording. Alright, so that has been a style section on uh, moves. Join us tomorrow when we talk about um, how we would end the story. Okay. Thank you very much. Good job, guys. That is um, that's a very difficult one, but you guys did a good job. Sounds like a least work character. Okay. Now we are back with our episode on craft moves. 
Once again, we are revisiting the story Hello Universe. After we finished reading the whole book, students went back and identified at least five craft moves in the story and gave us the examples of them and told us uh, why they think that the author used them. The next group that we have up is Squid. Squid, you have the floor. Uh, thank you. Um, I, we're not, um, the first craft move that I identified was imagery. When Virgil was stuck in the well, the author uses imagery to show like what the well looked like and what he was afraid of, and other small details like how the bottom part of the ladder was missing. She most likely used this to show details of the story and advance the plot. Another example is figurative language to show the character's annoyance, like saying my head is hurting from this and I think it's going to blow. This shows that it's annoying because the character's head won't actually explode, it's just figurative language. Another example is repetition. When Virgil is in the well with Ruby, she keeps on calling him Bionni, which means hero, and that shows that the name is important to her because he has earned this title. And she's keep on repeating it. The author most likely used this to show that he was from a grand failure to actually a person that did something good for someone else. Uh, the author also uses thought shots to show the characters throughout the story. When Virgil is stuck in the well, he says to himself in his mind, I'm going to run out of food. This shows thought shots because it's in the character's mind. And she probably uses to give us like another sense of what the characters are thinking and what their next actions might be. The author uses structure in the story also to show the development of the characters throughout the story. He's at first, Virgil was a shy kid. Hey, let me, hold, hold on for a second. Let me pause you there. Uh, remember, when we're talking about structure, the structure is for those nonfiction texts that yeah, we're... character development. I'm sorry, say that again? Character development. So. Okay, cool. Go ahead. So, author uses character development to show the development of the characters throughout the story. At first, Virgil was a shy kid who thinks he's a grand failure in his mind, but surely he's not. But as the story goes on, he gets more confident. This shows character development because at first he was a shy kid and now he's a person that can actually save Gulliver and stand up to his bullies. You want to tell the next person who's up? Um, yeah. Sergeant, I've reporting you can go next. Oh, my bad. Sorry. So, um, a craft move I saw the author use in Story Hell Universe was probably um, the setting, because the setting was constantly changing throughout the story from his home, where he kind of felt uncomfortable with, around his family, to the school, where he was not very interactive with some people and he had to constantly see Bull, someone he doesn't like, and the forest where he ends up getting stuck inside of a well. And each of these settings are probably changing to introduce new characters like Valencia in the school and like help a conflict come into place, like being inside the forest and getting stuck inside of a well where no one would search for you. And another craft move I saw was dialogue more intense dialogue was sometimes used not, not intense but like rude dialogue was used throughout the story to make a conflict more like troubling to virgil like his conversation with pool 
it was not very nice and that really didn't make him like bull as much um a hyperbole i saw was a repetition i saw was um virgil repeating himself saying i am a grand failure over and over in the first few pages which it he doesn't think of himself the same way at the end of the story but the reason why the author probably repeated that he's a grand failure is most likely to show how he felt about himself and to emphasize how much he ends up changing at the end of the story. Um, a simile that I saw was like a cobra. It, it almost bit my arm off, which Bull said to um, to a group of girls. And he, the author probably put this part in to show that Bull didn't really care. And he was just trying to do whatever he was doing because he didn't really think he was poisoned or he would take it more seriously. He just thought it'd be cool. And that really showed how he felt about himself. Um, Lieutenant Time, what are some craft moves you identified? Um, okay, so I identified five craft moves. I found onomatopoeia on page 26 when we hear Virgil's heart the thump. And I think that the author uses to show how scared Virgil is in the dark and how private that fear is. I also found foreshadowing on page 28 when Kayori says that VS is a Scorpio and then guesses that just Renee is a Scorpio. Um, the author uses to show that she knows that Kayori knows about the idea of vs but doesn't actually recognize her when she was renee i found another metaphor on page 30 when lola said that virgil had a quiet of the eyes which aaron used to signify virgil's quietness and how lola can even see it in his eyes additionally i found repetition on page 30 when virgil keeps asking questions about saying hello to Valencia, what he would do after he said hello and how he would say hello in the grocery store. I think she did this to show how nervous and doubtful Virgil is about talking to Valencia. And finally, I found a hyperbole on page 34 when Valencia said that the avocados are 500 aisles away. And I think the author did this to show how upset Valencia was have to go so far for avocados which she doesn't even like how do you feel about this word officer warrant the craft move that i found was characterization when virgil thought of himself as a grand failure because of how shy he was for not talking to valencia another characterization that i found was speech virgil doesn't talk much or speak up for himself so he had a bully chet and his mom always called him turtle i think the author did this because it kind of show it kind of shows how Virgil acts and how it affects his actions. The second craft move I saw was character development. In the beginning of the story, Virgil was always shy and didn't really have any friends. But as the story went on, he gained more and more confidence. Like when he went to the dark well to save Gulliver. I think the author did this because it kind of foreshadows that Virgil will eventually talk to Valencia. The third craft move I saw was imagery. When Virgil was trapped in the well, Kaori and Valencia went to go look for him. Kaori and Jen described Virgil's house to Valencia as being big. 
I think the author did this because it kind of shows the environment Virgil lives in. The final craft loop that I saw was repetition. Throughout the story, you could see Kaori's last name, Tanaka, mentioned a lot. I think the author did this because it shows how important Kaori's business was to Kaori. Does anyone have anything that they would like to add? Okay, that's it for today's podcast. Thank you. All right. Good job. Thank you.